Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like how do I record an episode? How do I get my show into the apps all the people like to listen to? And how do I make money from my podcast? Well, the answer to every one of these questions is really simple. It's called Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and extremely easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I've been using Anchor now for, oh, almost a year, and I really enjoy it. It's a lot easier than any of the other podcast apps I've ever tried. And again, it's free, guys. It really is free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, so if you want to get started on a podcast and making money doing it, then go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start. Anchor, the best way to podcast. Hi, this is Chris Alec of Sports Illustrated's Inside the Rangers, and you're listening to the Ranger Report Podcast. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. Welcome, everybody, to the Ranger Report podcast. I am not CJ Berryman. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me at Twitter at VDieter75. I guess that means I'm not Ben Dieter. I'm CJ Berryman, and you can find me at CJB underscore RR on Twitter. Unverified for sure. And you can always tell when the unrehearsed stuff, because I say something stupid, and the CJ is like, that was dumb, but he won't say it, so he'll just say something else <laughs> to try to cover how stupid what I just said was. But anyway, welcome, everybody, to the podcast. We are thrilled to have you. Uh, you have us up in the top 250 of Apple Podcasts now for the last two or three weeks, so we greatly appreciate it. Um, we're getting more and more listens. It probably probably doesn't hurt that Jeff Wilson and uh, John Moore mentioned us, mentioned us on their first inaugural podcast where they had jeff uh, john daniels on yeah that didn't that didn't hurt at all <laughs> man gracious <laughs> gracious folks uh john and jeff are and jeff's been on the podcast with us quite a few times now and um yeah it's it's this the camaraderie of the of the folks that are covering the rangers well, both the way we're doing it and professionally like chris halleck and jeff wilson and and kennedy landry and folks like those and that is how we're kind of all kind of all in the same boat and in this in this together and promoting each other man that's just i love it i love it i'm, I'm feeling all the feel goods right now i am too man and, I, and, I, and speaking of promoting if you haven't checked out jeff wilson's baseball or yeah the texas rangers baseball podcast it's called you can find it on jeff's site or on john moore which is recliner nerd i believe is what he goes by which is a great yeah. nickname great nickname by the way um 
So you can find mm-hmm. their podcast, but now finish this one first, but then go listen to the Texas Rangers baseball podcast. Yeah, don't go yet. We got, we got stuff to talk about here. We got lots of juicy stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we got to get there. I mean, I know we don't have John Daniels on or anything, but, you know, we got some stuff no. to talk about. But we do have a guest coming on later this week, and that, that announcement will come later. So, yep. And that will yeah. involve talking so, about John Daniels. But anyway. That will involve talking about John Daniels. So now if you don't continue listening to our podcast and you just jump over to Jeff and John, you're you're going to regret it. You are because we're not going to play it again. You can't go download it again. Oh, that's wait. right. You can't. You can't listen to it more than one. Oh wait, yeah, you can. Anyway, remember that we have a Patreon. We have merch. We have a buy me a coffee. All that stuff's on the website, on the podcast site, uh, on on Twitter. I think I have it linked. At the, I have it pinned at the top, I believe. So all that stuff, man. We appreciate it. We do have supporters, of course. As always, you heard the commercial on the top. Thanks to Waltons for uh, sponsoring this podcast. If you haven't gone there yet and used the code Rangers fifteen, why not, man? You get fifteen percent off your first order their seasonings are fantastic i've now tried everything they've sent me which was a lot of stuff and i can't really complain about any of it one of them wasn't really my style but it was still really good yeah there's something for everything and then you can mix and match uh austin uh from austin well it's austin walton he actually told me the other day to try the i believe it was the beef and and roast seasoning on burgers and on stuff like corn and I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah. yeah I'll so, tell you what. I know yeah. you and I, you and I both, the hatch chili cheese dip. Oh, it's gone. I mean, dude, it was gone I mean, after a week. Dude. Like I need to like, you know, I need to place my order because, yeah, that was like I tried it. And then my daughters who don't like spicy stuff all that much are like, let me try it. And I looked and I was like, wait, why is my hatch chili cheese dip halfway gone? <laughs> and they're like, Dad, it's good. I was like, I know. Leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. My, we're going to have to have Walton send us some of that on the rig. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll pay for it. I don't care. That's good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for yeah, sure. But anyway, go to Waltons.com and uh, use the promo code RANGERS15 to get 15% off of your first order. All right, business uh, out of the way. Let's get to uh, actual Rangers podcasting. On this week's Week in Review, we're going to start, CJ, talking about a guy that, well, start is a good word to use with him because I think he has established himself, if not as a starter, as someone who is – a front runner to be a starter in the 2022 season. That's Taylor Hearn. It is certainly looking that way, especially after his last start. Uh, he's well, and, and really not just his last start. His last start was pretty much an exclamation point, proving what you just said that, yeah. Hey, I'm a starter now. And they were wanting to stretch him out throughout the season. And, and now just became the perfect time with all the COVID COVID list restrictions and whatnot. It gave him an opportunity and he was starting to get one before that anyway, but they ramped him up, ramped him up slowly. He got to throw 90, 90 plus pitches the other night and was just fantastic. And over his last seven games, he is two and one with a two, eight, seven ERA. And that's in five starts and a whip one Oh nine. Now here's what's interesting. He's a power pitcher and the strikeouts are going to be there. And I think maybe I can't confirm this, but maybe just from listening to him talk kind of in pregame shows and whatnot, he's maybe trying too hard to strike guys out. But 27 strikeouts in his last 31 and a third innings, that is impressive because the strikeouts with him are just going to come in. Yeah. He's not pitching to strike guys out now. He's pitching to get outs and it's proven there. And then and it, with, with, that effective and it's only 24 hits and 31 and a third innings and the walks are down. They're still a little high, but 
the walks are down. And once he starts getting that strikeout pitch going, yeah, he's he's I'm it he has the highest ceiling, I think, of all the Rangers pitchers, the young guys that have that have pitched this season. Yeah, I agree. And if you if you've been keeping up with the minors at all, which if you listen to this podcast, you have been because we've been talking about it for most of the year. If you've been keeping up with it, you know, there are some great young arms down there and we don't want to see Colwyn this year just because he hasn't had enough time down there. We've seen Jake Latz. We've seen, you know, all these other guys. We've seen uh, Otto. Now we've seen uh, Taylor Hearn really, I think, establishing himself. And, and you and I were both high on him at the beginning of the season. And so I think that's a win for both of us. Like uh, I got Allard. I think that's a win for both of us. And then the next guy I want to talk about, Jake Latz, is a win for you because you have been high on him for the entire season. Yes, and to be honest, I didn't want to see him up in the in the majors this year at all. But they no. their hand was kind of forced, and they were given the opportunity to give him a chance to get a little little taste of of the big leagues without having to take up a forty man roster spot. Why not have him come up and and get a get a shot to get a start? And he pitched really well. He gave up three home runs. Yes, but going from essentially double a to triple a for just a couple of starts to the majors in, in in a matter of weeks and he showed excellent composure and that's one thing i want to talk about with the the, the three guys we're about to mention and he's one of them yeah. the composure that they showed they looked like it was pretty much they all went out there and just showed by the way they pitched the jake Latt's flat out attacked he attacked the strike zone and yeah the three home runs happened from that but of course he's going to learn learn from that and adjust to it because that's just the kind of pitcher that we've seen this year in the minors we've seen him make adjustments whenever teams adjust to him and but the composure the hey exclamation point and then we belong up here exclamation point so two exclamation points on both ends of that statement because they they absolutely looked the part and they pitched the part and that was it, it was so fun to see jay glatt's I, I was so excited. <laughs> I texted you, I don't know, what, three, four times. And oh, yeah. Probably tweeted about three more, three, four more times whenever he was making that first start the other night and just was just excited to see him. And, man, it, it, it was just what I wanted to see. And the thing that got me, and you've already hit on it, was how just how comfortable he looked on the Major League mound. I mean, like you said, of course, he gave up three home runs. That isn't really telling the story, though. He, he was facing Major League hitters who know how to beat you know, good major league hitters. So they're going to get him every now and then on his first start. But he, even after the home runs, he didn't look frustrated. He didn't look down. He just looked like he belonged there. And it was a great, I think, first test for Jake Latz up at the major league level. I was super impressed overall with his performance. And and it just seemed like he kind of ran out of steam at the end, which has also happened to him several times down in the minors. And that's one thing he's going to have to work on before he gets here full time. Still super impressed with his start. Still super impressed with his stuff. And I think, He's got a bright future for the Rangers. Yeah, Lats. He's been one of my under radar under the radar guys. I've been just been watching all year, and so has Zach Kent. He's come up into that into that category for me as well. And a guy that we have, I, I I'll take blame for this, dude, because I'm the I'm the one that's watching the pitching uh, every every day, and I maybe just had high expectations and expected it, but. AJ Alexi had quite a quite a good start the other night. Let's talk about that guy. Yeah, I got to say that that was a little bit of a surprise to me. I didn't know. 
I didn't expect him to come up and be that good. His first major league start, also his first major league win, his first major league strikeouts, which he got several and made some really good hitters look silly while getting those strikeouts. I think Alexi really showed again. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be a premier starter. I don't think anyone is. I don't think he was ever projected to be like a number one guy or anything like that. But serviceable for sure. He came up his first taste of the majors, looked really good, looked really comfortable again, just like Lats did. And I thought the way he pitched, the style he pitched, and the way he got guys out is what kind of impressed me a little bit in his first start. Uh, You hit the nail on the head with the way he got guys out because his fastball was not there. He admitted it after the game, and I loved hearing it. He said, I didn't expect my my heater to be outside the zone so much, so I had to adjust in-game. That was awesome to hear, to have that kind of maturity level at the very beginning to know, man, my fastball isn't there, which is your bread and butter. Yeah, Everything comes off the fastball, or it, it needs to be effective in order for you to be effective, and it wasn't. I mean, it really wasn't very much for him the other night, and he adjusted, went to the breakers, went to the just the off-speed stuff, the change-up, and went – Five innings and gave up no runs, and yeah, earned it, earned the win in his first first big league start. And 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 I say that I overlooked him, and I sh- I shouldn't have. And I'm about to prove myself right on giving myself criticism because <laughs> this season in the minors between Double A and Triple A, he's three and one with a one six six ERA and a WHIP of one oh two. How did I let that go? For those of you I, that know nothing about baseball, that's really good. That's very good, and, I, and I'm giving Ben an opportunity to, to pile on me here, and he's not taking it. So I'm going to run with it. He was <laughs> he was three and one, three and one with a one six one ERA in thirteen games, seven starts in Double A, and then he got called up to Triple A, made three starts, eh, just a meager one eight four ERA. So he's he's done it this season. He's earned that shot. He had nineteen strikeouts and just fourteen innings in Triple A, facing a lot of guys and a lot of big league hitters and, and some up and coming prospects and also had 57 strikeouts and 50 innings in double a. So the strikeouts are going to come. He only had four the other night, but again, he pretty much didn't have a fastball. And that was most impressive to me was that he was able to adapt without a fastball in the middle of a game in his first big league start, not bad. an eye, look comfortable and, and go out there and be effective for five shutout innings. And who would have thought that Dane Dunning wouldn't be the big prospect we'd be talking about, you know, at the end of this season, but it would be all these other guys. Yeah, no, at the beginning of the season, we were all Dane Dunning oh, yeah. and a little bit of Taylor Hearn. And of course, we made our little little friendly show bet with uh, Kobe Allard, which you've won, and and Kyle Cody. And, and it was fun because there were so many prospects. I mean, the Rangers by far this season had the most rookies or had, had rookies throw the most innings. And it's it's not even close. And it's obviously about to get more and more and more as the next guy we were talking about off air before we came on is going to be in the rotation probably for the remainder of the season, according to Chris Woodward. And that is the key piece in the Joey Gallo trade, Glenn Otto. Yeah, Chris Woodward had mentioned that um, after his starts that he already wanted to call him up and they already wanted to put him in the rotation for the rest of the year to see what he's got. And after he came up and had a great start, I think they've definitely decided that. But Otto, again, another young guy, impressive. And we haven't even gotten to Spencer Howard yet. Well, he's on the COVID IL right now, but there's another one. I mean, these guys are impressing. Now, I know they're at a point where wins and losses don't matter, so they can just let it fly. It'd be a lot different if they were in a pennant race. I don't think these guys would be as comfortable out there, but the fact is they aren't, and we're getting to see 
what they're made of right now. And Glenn Otto, I was again impressed. I really enjoyed watching. Like I feel like because we've been, I've been watching uh, Frisco most of the season. I feel like I, I, it's paid off now because I'm seeing all these guys come up and play in the majors. And now that I'm watching the Rangers again and I'm seeing all these prospects, it's just been great. But yeah, Otto is another guy, just another guy in a line of all these people we're talking about that is going to be a lot of fun to keep an eye on. And you being a pitcher yourself, I know you're really going to love watching all these guys throw for the rest of the year. Well, Otto specifically, in that he played against his first start against Houston. Not only is that big because of how potent that lineup is, that's where he's from Spring, Texas. He grew up an Astros fan. So he's coming up his, his first big league start against his favorite team. And they're an extremely potent offense, one of the most potent offenses in the league. And he carves them up for five shutout innings, only allowed two hits, and struck out seven. Dude, his slider is nasty. That's what you call – that's a definition of, of a wipe-out slider. Yeah. That is, and he only started throwing it to start this season. They had to come up with another pitch for him because his arsenal at the time was just not – he just wasn't getting enough outs. Well, he, they just have him start throwing a slider, and, and that's now he's dominating. And so, yeah, he's he was the key guy. And, of course, you got some very, very high, highly touted prospects along with the Gallo trade. But this was the, the, big, the big piece, like the Salta Lamacchia – in the in the Teixeira trade, and that yeah. didn't work out. But right now, with the way Lenato looked, again, very composed. He he didn't look. It looked like he'd been out there ten seasons and wasn't facing mm-hmm. his favorite team growing up in his first major league start. Composure was all there, and he was just in complete campaign. And and one thing I want to mention, I don't have this in front of me, but it seemed like every hitter he was throwing a first pitch strike. He was getting ahead immediately. And then putting guys away, and that's that's just the definition of pitcher: get ahead, put them away. And and yeah, like you mentioned, a lot of these guys coming up now, you're seeing what we've been talking about all year long. And I said it on Twitter today, actually, uh, to John, uh, that now we've been talking about it all year long. Now is the time to really get excited about this pitching. And yeah, so what the the win? It's not about wins or losses. And these guys, if it, if, if this was a pennant race, these guys wouldn't be up, period. Well, yeah. So that's that's another thing to point out, too, is that they wouldn't be getting these cups, this 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 cup of coffee or cup of tea, as I said a couple of weeks ago <laughs> on the on the big league level. They wouldn't be getting it. And now they're getting it and showing what they can do and show that one. Number one, they're not afraid to be out there. Number two, they believe they belong out there. Number three, they can pitch effectively and make adjustments in game and. Uh, that's just three of the many right now. If you try to project out what the rosters or the uh, pitching staff is going to be, let's just say t- two to three years from now, man, it's hard because you got to yeah. you got to factor in Jack Leiter, Cole Wynn. It's it's just plus free agent pickups, yeah, plus free agent pickups. If we get our if we get your Chris Archer type guy, and that's that's going to be a name that we need to be watching you and I specifically, and hopefully some of you listeners do too. Watch that Chris the Chris Archer sweeps sweepstakes, and let's see if Ben Dieter had 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 some inside information uh, when he wrote that article a couple weeks ago. Hey, maybe Victor uh, Rojas will finally hire us if I got that right. Oh, <laughs> that's a question we can we can get him on and ask. That's him. right, like, we can hey, ask him. Up, hey, man. I predicted this. What do you think, man? Can I come work for you next year? <laughs> hey, man, I've been I've been all over Jake Latz all year long. I even talked to you about him last time we had you on the podcast. So, what do you think? Huh? What do you think? Get us on your get us on your payroll. 
Yeah, so the rotation, even going forward this year now, is going to get tricky. Uh, Arihara is about to come back. So you've got Arihara, Fultonevich, Dunning, Lyles, and Allard already. And then they're talking about Spencer Howard, and they're talking about Glenn Otto. And, you know, I mean, that's seven guys right there. And that's not taking other ones into consideration. Like, I didn't even mention Taylor Hearn. Oh, I said no. Arihara, Fultonevich, Dunning, Lyles, Allard, Hearn, Howard, and Otto so far. You know, what, how are they going to manage yeah. that? I mean, that's a that's a question. I want to ask Chris that on Thursday. How are they going to manage that? Yeah, that's a, that's a perfect. That's that's one of the first things I want to bring up to him is that is the the young guys are pitching so effectively. You might have to just let a let a veteran go. And the guy that's pitching tonight, Lyles, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm I'm not. We're not seeing Fulton Nevich now because the the previous three starts that he had before going on the COVID list were really good. And he's kind of changed his approach. And, yeah, it's just going to be so hard to predict. So we'll probably have a little bit clear vision on what's going to happen or what is happening by by the time Thursday comes. And, yeah, yeah that's the announcement, Ben. You gave it away. We're going to have Chris Alec <laughs> on the podcast on Thursday. So um, it will be – the podcast will be aired on Friday. So Chris Halleck will be joining us for a third time, I believe, this, this Thursday – or this Thursday for Friday, so be, stay tuned to that because we're going to bombard him with a lot of things, and then we're gonna we're gonna we're I'm gonna fight him over John Daniels. I'm gonna fight him. Not he's gonna fight over John Daniels. I'm gonna fight against him. And I realized as soon as I said it, I was like, wait a minute, we hadn't said that yet. But oh, you know, <laughs> I, I was just like, hey, and of course, Chris, you know, I'm dropping it like, oh, we hang out all the time, but I, I forgot to. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yes, always grateful when Chris takes the time to to spend some time with us. Always super like giving and friendly and he's got his own podcast too, the North Texas nine. So these guys all again, like, like CJ was mentioning earlier, you know, we want you guys to listen to all of it because we all bring different opinions, different interviews, different styles. And it's fun. I mean, I listen to the other ones. I listen to Chris's and I listen to Jeff's Absolutely. and I listen to John's and I listen to uh, Alex is another one of you. It's a, uh, Oh, shoot. Now, I can't remember the name of it, but he's another one, a guy named Alex that also covers the Rangers that does a podcast, which is a good one. So, I mean, there's just so many out there. And when I started doing this in, well, 2008 with my buddy Nathan, like podcasting wasn't really a big thing. And then when you and I and and David did it back in 2014, 2013, back then, it still wasn't a really Mm -hmm. big thing. And I think we were the only Rangers podcast out there, maybe one other. And now there's like six of them. So it's pretty incredible how this has grown the way it has. Yeah, we were talking about it before we got on air. We were on the on the podcast right after Emily Jones, and that was that was a blast. And yeah, it was live, which was scary. <laughs> yes, we we did very. I thought I think we did very. I enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed it. And and I've done things live before. You have too. It's no big deal. But yeah, no, we appreciate them coming on, and they give what I love about them is they give us everything they have. They don't hold anything back for their own podcast. They give us everything that they have correct and, and by the way just to, to mention yeah. it's the texas rangers fanatic podcast with mm-hmm. alec plank alex plank i didn't want to didn't want to drop go. him off there so that that one too is another good one alex is another really good guy so uh, all these guys and again i know not to brag but cj and i are the only ones that aren't in professional uh, media right now that do a podcast yeah i like what you how you said right now but no we've we have day jobs and well i mean and, but you've worked we, in you've worked in journalism before uh, yeah, I was. I was I have a, not. a professional, full-time journalist for for quite a few years, and now just this is a this is just a passion, and we're doing this for well, not free anymore. Thank you. Yeah, thank very you, much Walton. To the sponsors, but 
we're hoping that we're hoping to get some more. But uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's flip it over and talk about some hitting. How about it? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So I think we've covered pitching in detail for the last 20 minutes. So, I mean, it, it's so good right now. It really is. But yeah, it is now a guy who has a really low batting average. We talked about this off air, but seems to be jacking the ball whenever he gets an opportunity or a pitch anywhere close to the zone is the winter soldier, DJ Peters. <laughs> DJ Peters <laughs> is a strange, strange player. Like, obviously, he's not a major league ready guy all the way, or the Dodgers wouldn't have let him go in the rule five. So there was something they didn't like about him. And he's not like you mentioned, he's hitting around 200. So it's not like he's tearing the cover off the ball, except when he connects with it, he is tearing the cover off the ball and his defense has also been pretty good. So DJ Peters is a guy that I don't know if he's got a future, you know, if he's got a future starting spot on this team, but he's been kind of fun to watch this year. Yeah. I was going to text you. Well, when he hit the – it'd be Sunday when him and Adoles Garcia just went absolutely bonkers in in beating the Astros. But he's yeah. he's a guy we got to consider for for one of the outfield spots next year because uh, Eli White being hurt and there's no telling what's going to happen there. But yeah, and his he had a rough start to uh, seeing his third last thirty games hitting one ninety eight as you mentioned, and but in his last fifteen. He's brought that up a little bit to 224, but most importantly, in his last seven, he's hitting 292. He doesn't walk a lot, and he does strike out a lot, but he's got three homers and five RBIs in his last seven games, and he plays he plays outfield like his hair's on fire, Yeah, and his hair could literally be on fire. <laughs> he's got a lot of it, but he, he makes some outstanding defensive plays, and, and I'm not going to say Joey Gallo-esque, but... You know what? Yes, I am because he is playing. He is. <laughs> he yeah. is playing like that, and he's got a he's got a huge arm. And I'd have to see a little bit more of him. We've seen a lot of Joey Gallo. We know he has one of the best arms in the outfield in all of baseball. Yeah. And in just the ability to to turn base hits into outs and and singles and or doubles into singles and triples into doubles and whatnot and taking away some home runs and he's 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 definitely a guy to keep an eye on going into next season and uh again it's just going to be fun trying to trying to predict that roster what it's going to look like all around but he's he's certainly come on strong lately and slugging 708 (laughs) yeah that's not bad no no and speaking of new that we were talking about i'll say since he's been back up he had a good night uh, last night. We're recording this on a Tuesday, so Monday night. Leody Tavares has looked a lot better since getting called back up after his initial strikeout, not getting a hit streak. He he really turned it on last night, and he really needed that like bad. Yeah, he was what oh for his first twenty one since being called up, and he's still yep. for the season now. This is taking into account the horrific first month of the season that he had. He's in 087. That's not Leody Tavares, I promise you. Uh, what we saw last night was more indicative of the Laoti Taveras that I've seen yeah. in person. And yeah, it, it, this is just kind of a, th- not. I, I'm not going to call it a throwaway season. It is for statistically as far as if that's what you're looking at, but it's, it's a learning experience for him. He's super young and he's going to have to learn how to play at the big league level. And, and last night was indicative of, of what I saw in person and in, in covering him when he was at Frisco, whenever they'd come up here to Amarillo. To, I'm going to transition this to another guy who prior to the all-star break was just miserable. He was, when he hit the ball hard, it was hit right at somebody. When he hit the ball soft, it was hitting right at somebody. But Nick Solak, since coming back up from AAA, and in fact, ever since he's been, ever since he was sent down to AAA, has done nothing but kill the baseball. It's like he hates baseballs. 
I mean, he, he hit almost 400 in AAA for the longest time. And since he's been called up in his last 23 at-bats, last seven games, he's hitting 391 with two homers and six RBIs. Yeah. And yeah, so and and we haven't we have not sold him out by any means. No, we no. actually both agreed that we both agreed that he's probably he's the front runner to be the starting second baseman next year. Although there has been a comer on, even though he's hurt now, it sucks to see. But Andy Abanez is making a, a name for himself as well. Yeah. So I think they both have something to say about that second base spot, and I think Abanez may have something to say about whether or not Josh Young is going to be coming up and playing starting the season as your start everyday third baseman next year. Yeah. I still predict that. But Andy Ibanez has showed that he needs to get at bats and he needs to be in the lineup every day. And what's good about him is he can play all four infield positions. He can play first, second, third, and he can play short in a pinch as well. I can't, I need to look and see if he has played short in the minors, but he can at least play three or four. And I'd imagine to be able to handle short just fine. Yeah. But Nick Solak is, is who I'm talking about that right here. And he's, he's, he took that, he took that, uh, that demotion to triple A to heart worked on whatever it was he needed to work on and, and just murder the baseball down there. And he's come up and since then murdered the baseball again. I mean, he's just, he's been, he's going to hit. We've mentioned he's going to hit this guy's a hitter. The question is his defense. So, but yeah, you got I, the rest of the season to, to, to turn that around defensively, but I think offensively he's going to have a great finish. I agree. And another guy that may have something to say about that, probably during the 2022 season, my opinion, definitely 2023 is Justin Foscue, who's been just, I mean, talk about a guy who hates baseballs. I mean, Justin Foscue has been tearing (laughs) the cover off every ball he sees and playing some outstanding defense. I think he's probably in the Rangers plans for the future second baseman. I just don't know how quickly he comes up. Yeah, uh, in a perfect world, Ben, I think we want him to stay in the minors through next season. I agree. And but yeah, he's definitely. I mean, he's a first round pick, and he's done nothing but rake since he got up. And now that last year was lost to COVID, but if you think about it, he's his rookie season as a professional, and he's done nothing but just play above his, his expectations so far as a rookie. Not his expectations overall, but his first year is a professional period. He's been just fantastic, and he moved up very quickly. He's already at Double A in his first year. That's so promising, and. Yeah, he's definitely in the future, and it's that's a, it's a future problem to have. But next year, I think if in a, again in a perfect world, Solak and Ibanez kind of decide who's going to be the the strong contender moving past next season, and yeah. they're going to have to contend with Justin Foscue coming up, and he's coming up strong. So hopefully, this continues through next season for Foscue, and this yeah. this this would be an excellent problem to have. And like I mentioned, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. Guess just guess who just hit another home run? Leody Tavares. Oh, he did from the other side of the it. plate. So now he's hit one from the left okay. and from the right. Okay. So yeah, again, yeah. looks like yeah, looks is, like he this. is finally coming on just a little bit. Yeah, the demeanor looks better, and that's that. That's another important thing. He Agreed. doesn't look like he's overwhelmed, and that's again. When I saw him at Frisco, he had actually just called up. He didn't play in Frisco very much in 2019. He uh, mostly he had until then he had not played above a, a ball, and he just had a, a small little bit there at, at Frisco. But he looked like he was bigger than Frisco. He was bigger than Frisco. He's bigger than Double A. Uh, the confidence, just the way he looked, like I, I've got this. This is no big deal. So yeah, I, I, if you see that, 
if you see that consistently from him, that means he's also feeling good at the plate and feeling good in the field. Yep. And there's this guy's got this guy can can change games. He's got the oh, ability yeah. to absolutely yeah. be a game changer. So, yeah. So if he, if he starts getting comfortable, man, look out, really. And I can already see a need for another predicting the 2022 roster now after after what's going yeah. on in the last three weeks, you know. But uh, I think that's yeah. Do it again month a month later. It's yeah, our, it's already warranted. Starting completely <laughs> different. Yeah, I know. But no. Uh, all right, I think we'll save the rest of our comments for Thursday when we have Chris Alec on. We've gone about 30 minutes now, so I think uh, we hit the uh, the major league team a whole lot more than we had been over the past few. So uh, we still found a way to say double A and triple A in there, but uh, we pretty much just talked about the Rangers tonight. Yeah, and, and for good reason, and it's because those young guys that we've been talking about all year long in the minor leagues from low A up to high A have uh, have, have performed, and they're now doing it at the big league level sooner yep. than we expected. Glenn Otto, yeah, we expected him to be up there, but A.J. Alexi, maybe not this year, next year. Definitely not Jake Latz this year. And, yeah, I mean, we haven't – again, we, we didn't talk about Spencer Howard at all. So that's how much – that's how much this – it's how exciting this is. It's just how exciting this staff is looking right now, and it's it's going to look this way. I think that's what makes it so exciting is that yeah. these guys are going to be here possibly for the next five to six seasons. This isn't just a yep. This isn't just a flash in the pan. Some of these guys are going to with this many successful guys right now. Some of them are going to pan out. The likelihood of of having a strong starting five starting in twenty twenty three. It gets get better and better and better with each time one of these guys hits the mound. I totally agree with you 100%. All right, <laughs> we will uh, bring you a lot over the next month with the season winding up. Minor league winds up in a couple of weeks, so we're going to try to get you a couple of more guys from the minor league systems. Don't know any names yet, but I'd like to get a couple in the top 10 if we can pull them. Uh, see if we can get that done for y'all and just get uh, get these guys ready for off-season routines. Talk to them about what expectations they have for themselves next year, how they feel about the season they've had. So we're going to try to get you guys some of those interviews over the next few weeks, as well as Chris. We're going to try to get uh, Jeff Wilson back on. We're going to try to get uh, Kennedy back on. We'll we'll probably try to get Victor Rojas back on as soon as the Frisco season ends to sort of get a recap of his first year as the president of uh, Frisco Operations. So we've got a lot of good stuff coming up, CJ. I'm excited, man. All right, man. Well, thank everybody again for listening. Thanks to Walton's. Thanks to Anchor. And we will talk to you guys on, uh, well, you'll hear it on Friday when we have Chris Halleck from Inside the Rangers on. Yes, sir. Till then, deuces. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.